This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Boys and girls of the world, it's the Trim Healthy Podcast, and you have landed here with us today, and we're so glad you did, because we have part two for you of what? Is it like, did we- You have landed, and no other flights are going out of here. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, we, we we changed the name of the of the topic several times. I think we've landed on winners and losers, the one degree difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, Do you like that? I like it. I like it. Um, and by it's the time you hear it. this, it's too late, and you've already read the title. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So who cares? Hey, so let's do a, do a little recap of part one, or should we just say go listen? Go listen. Go listen. We ain't here to recap. I know. Time is money. Uh, but I like a bit of recap. That's right. Serene, could you recap, please? The recapping is is that winners and losers, they both have goals. It's not really the goals that give us success in life because sometimes goals are just too far off. They're just jolly well a billion steps into the future. What makes a difference is the tiny little minuscule things that we can change today. And so that's the one degree difference. Man, you're good. So we talked about that last week. We talked and a goal about is just a high in the pie stuff. Things. But see, something you can change today is, is action. And systems. We talked about mm-hmm. systems, not goals. And could we summarize systems? You know, the, the fancy business term for what you were really talking about, we call it road mapping. Yeah. Actually, road map. They're just like tiny little things that you can start setting in stone for your life. Like after my morning breakfast, I set out my salad plate for lunch. Um, Which cues you, you're going to have salad for lunch, like it or not. Or after I leave the kitchen in the morning, I put on my running shoes, which means I will work out. That's why I eat yuck yums every day. And I said it in part one was a different reason I eat yuck yums. But the other reason is, is I always make it at 10.30. So that it's already done and that's yeah. what I end up eating for lunch. There has to be a tw- cue and a when and a where for your habits if they're going to take you to goals. And really goals are schmoles because you got to love your systems. Mm-hmm. It's beyond goals here. For an effective life, you need systems and that's what we're learning together. So, um, you know, goals might be the shore, right, that you end up wanting to be on. But when you're shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean, your goal's not – you can't just land on the shore. You need to find your little floaty that's mm. going to get you there. So true, analogy girl. Man. Sag, super analogy girl. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Danny's got the clap on today. Clap on. So I've been talking about this book um, that I'm taking a lot of fodder from, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I'm still going through it. Not finished the book, but I'm going to look him up. Is it jolly good? Um, potty fodder, that page is. Page 87, actually. I lost my I have a notebook page. I call potty fodder. Yeah. Um, he talks about environment being the key that is needed, not motivation. We can be the architects, not the victims of our environment. Mm. And I love that. Mm. Because we are in charge. So many people go through life. Look what he says on page 87, this James Clear dude. Um, he says... You know we are architects, spiritually. Yes. You well, know, God was the creator, created the universe, and we were created in his image to create. We're meant to create. I know. Okay, so environment design is powerful, not only because it influences how we engage in the world, but also because we rarely do it. Most people live in a world... Others have created for them, but you can alter the spaces where you live and work to increase your exposure to positive cues because cues are the things that, um, that spur habits and reduce your exposure to negative ones. Environment design allows you to take back control and become the architect of your life. Be the designer of your world and not merely the consumer of it. 
Mm. I thought that was huge. So I wanted to talk today about some of the environments we can create in our lives to make our Trim Healthy Mama journey successful. And visual cues scientifically are the strongest. Mm. Whenever we see something that's going to spur us on, I see that, that means I now do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just subconscious. We have to consciously tell ourselves, when I see that, I do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for me, I'm just going to go through and say some of the little things that I've learned to do or some of them I just did naturally um, to help me in my journey. For me, uh, visual is so strong, like my fruit. If I put it in the refrigerator, pretty much forget it. I'm not seeing it, so I can go days without eating fruit. And if you've listened to our party about three or four parties ago, the importance of fruit is just mm. so amazing. For a slim, long, healthy life, the flavonoids in fruit. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it's a good carb. The flavonoids do something to your cells which make your weight a just much easier thing to control. Mm. Um, tomatoes out. Okay, I never put my tomatoes in the fridge anymore. They'll go bad. I see them on the windowsill and I want to make meals. And they're too cold them. to enjoy. It's just yeah. like they're the environment that they're encased in. Their mm. little Kills the lycopene too in the yeah, fridge. Wow. So you keep your tomatoes out. The lycopene, which is that cancer-fighting substance in tomatoes, mm. it keeps it strong and it, it makes it actually encourages it to get stronger. Mm. Same thing for mushrooms. Seeing them, you say, oh, I'm going to do a mushroom hack. You put them in the fridge, a lot of nutrients in mushrooms are destroyed too. So these are things, little things that help me and I consume so many more fruits and veggies. Can I say a little thing yeah, quickly? And, and Dan, feel free to interrupt too. Not Feel you. free to interrupt Pearl, Dan. <laughs> yeah. When you're done. <laughs> yes, when I'm done. No, but you know, I, I have onion powder and garlic powder in my spice cupboard and I use them often because it's just so easy. But I really, as, as a, um, you know, I, I want to be more of a real home cook lady and I want to use real garlic and oh, real onion. really? And so because I, that was a goal of mine, I knew uh-huh. the goal didn't mean anything for years okay. and years until I decided I brought this little earthen um, pottery-colored bowl that I keep out on my main bench. I cut all my vegetables up and I have garlic bulbs just laying. I just Every time I bring them home from the grocery store, they don't go in the cupboard. They right. don't go in the – they go in there with a garlic crusher just laid um, – kind of beautifully beside it like it's like a little display but it reminds me every time I'm making dinner oh I crush the garlic that's what I do yeah it's access it's instant access to things and that's what um you know you create a space for your habits what you are doing is creating a space to have the good habit of getting the nutrients from garlic and onions let me interrupt one more time one more time then I'll zip it. No, I want you to keep interrupting. Okay, so when I rearrange my room or my husband like is bringing up new – because, you know, our, our home is always being built. Mm, um, it's it's not quite finished. And so he might think, okay, we're putting a little kitchenette in our master suite, blah, 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 blah. So everything where I, maybe I did exercise maybe get re, gets rearranged for a while. <laughs> when the little TV DVD and all my DVDs that I do my little exercise routines in, when they – um, get put in a different spot. Yeah, it's not won't. as easy access. I become like a non-exerciser. Yeah. Me who loves exercise, it's just like it's not easy. It's not press, play, do anymore. Exactly. It's like have to find – Because you, I don't know how to set the cord up. Help me, mama, please. There's no longer an environment conducive yeah. to do this. So it's not motivation. Motivation pales in comparison to an environment that creates an ease a rewarding place for a good habit for me it's like i 
you know, there's a lot of health benefits in cucumbers and I love having them in my life. Well, I hardly ever used to do that or I'd buy a big fat one and it would just sit in my fridge. But I eat so many cucumbers now that I buy those mini ones and so does Autumn, my little daughter sitting here. She's 15. She's not little. But because they're easy and they're snack size and they're chomp size and and they're fun to cut and I buy the organic ones, you don't even need to peel them. I have so many cucumbers in my eating lifestyle. It's it's unbelievable. It's the, it's the um the national snack of Israel is a cucumber. And you know they are the little ones like that. Oh, are those and little that's tiny why firm cucumbers? Yeah, but there's big old fat American ones that you have to slice and up. Too and many do seeds, with. and then you don't know. Do I eat the seeds? Yeah, maybe I do, but I don't know if I love them. I don't know if I don't like them. Sometimes I'm going to get the seeds out. Sometimes I'm going to keep them in. It's too much thought processes yes. for me. Yeah. And I'm going to peel that big old thing, and then it's it's sort of wobbly, and the textures are a little bit strange when you cut into it. All these thought processes go into my head, but with the little ones, I don't know what they're called, mini ones. Yeah. All they are is down the hatch. Yeah, they are filling the my plate, which makes sure that I'm getting so many greens and water content. Mm-hmm. They're good for the bowel. They're good for cleansing. They're good for the skin. And I'm just eating tons of them. Thanks to the change of habit going from big cucumbers to mini cucumbers. Little 1% changes like that mm-hmm. take us from mediocre to like rocking it. Let me interrupt again. Please do. Shabbat. You know, okay, it sounds all like spiritual, spiritual. <laughs> Friday night, we have a family meal time. Yeah. We call it Shabbat because when I got back from Israel, I loved this tradition that in Israel they do. It's like a night where all the family gets together and it's just rest. Mm. Shabbat means rest and they, and they rest together. And so we do Shabbat, but we don't do all the big stuff attached to it. But anyway, So it's not I Shabbat? To, it is. In my book, I mean, isn't it called a party? Yeah, it's party. Okay, so I, I make all kinds of different bread for it. I want to make a, a from scratch meal. You've all told me, Pearl, you've asked me, that's a lot of work. Sarah. Yeah. How do you do that? I can't get and my I head said, no, around it. It's delight and it's so easy. And I realized the reason why it's easy. Thursday night, before the Friday, I send my children over to mom's who has the real fine flour grinder because that's the one I want for the Shabbat mm-hmm. bread. It's our specialty bread. It's not the coarse one I make out of the sourdough. It's ground and on my counter sitting out an open bowl of flour. When I wake up Friday morning, it's just right stuffed in front of my face. I don't think I have to grind the flour. Yeah. Uh, the, the process is done. The trigger is right before my eyes. It's just so easy. It's a visual cue and visual cues are what It's like can. if I don't make that bread, what am I going to do with the flour? That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's more work. No, no, it's no longer a problem making the bread. The problem would be not making the bread. Yeah, what am I going to do with this? Another thing that it's just I'm just giving you real practical things now is um, I never buy, okay, I'm sorry, for all of you, we even sell a spiralizer at Trim Healthy Mama. For those of you who care about budget, if you take a zucchini, maybe you want to do it yourself to save money. It's going to save you money. Then, you know, about a couple of years ago, we used to get the frozen zucchini in the freezer. And for me, as a drive through suit, I was like, yes, I don't have to do it myself. But now I'm beyond that. I buy the fresh spiralized zucchini, put it in my fridge. My only problem there is not using because it's right there. I'm going to use it. It's already done. It's a visual cue. I My eyes see it when I open the fridge and I'm like, I'm going to have that for my next meal. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? (laughs) Serene. (laughs) This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. 
Never discount the power of the brain and its visual cues. It's so our brains are true. so hackable, and we're that's something that's yeah just amazed me that I've only recently come to believe is how easily deceived we can be, how easily encouraged we can be. Yeah. Like the like we, we are hackable, s- Danny. I like what you said. Yeah, we're such. In reality, we're just children who have. Uh, been on the planet a little longer, mm. and people call us adults, but that's kind of a made-up word. I think we're all children, you know, and like as children, we're malleable and uh, directable. We are, and so it, it's so interesting how, like you say, you open your fridge and you see something, and how it just incorporates and assimilates right into your life, and and feels normal, feels like it's the right thing to do, all because of triggering your own. Brain, and I, I've been lately kind of really into what you're talking about. Yeah. Just kind of tricking myself into success. Another thing that I do is because I want to eat more fish in my diet, when I'm at the grocery store, I buy lots of it and then have it at an eye level. Yeah. I eye always level. have my pouches of tuna at their, the, right where I can see them in the pantry. I have my little perfectly portioned little... Um, you know, mahi-mahi frozen fillets, they're all so nice and easy and clean to work with because I'm not about to go hack a fish and take the scales off, right? That's the psychology <laughs> of, of supermarkets. Yeah. Um, in fact, retailers who want that valuable shelf space, you, you know, they want their product yes. on the shelf, they fight to the death for eye-level shelf space. It will. You know, when but I'm that's why I take the fruit and I stick it death. away from the children. Yeah, because they'll eat it because all Because it's just, it was just... In the sight, down the hatch for them. And that's the thing. It's, if it's visual, they, they're not even hungry, but they eat it. That's what say this. James Clear in this book was talking about how things at the bottom level of the, of the supermarket, you know, the lower shelf space, it's like 100 to 1, the ones at eye level, they get used up. And look, take Starbucks, right? You know how they have those baskets when you wait in line and yeah. they've got food in them? Yeah, I see a banana. I'm just like, oh, I have to have that, right? <laughs> I see their moon cheese chips. Grab! I'm taking it up to the front. Yeah. You know, I'll even get tempted by their kind bars. I'm like, well, that's not too bad. But it's all psychological. It's in my line of mm-hmm. sight. It's making. It's speaking to me. It says you must have. This needs to be for you. Yeah, and you know, and that's. It's like Dan said. You know, his goal in life was to you know, spend quality time with his children. But he said, you know, he felt like he never could attain to that because he really needed 16 free hours in a row to to do what he really felt like his children needed. But then he was like, no, maybe I'll just have a, have just change and just have a degree of 15 minutes of focus time for one today. And then the next day another and just, and it starts to snowball the effect. And it's like, I had this goal of reading to my toddlers. I want to read to my toddlers more. And I felt like my older group were raised by books, mummy reading to them. My, yeah. my younger set weren't because I'm, I'm busy. I've got more stuff <laughs> right. in my life. And the more goal, the goal of me reading to them it never achieved anything until I got practical and I'm like, right, I went out to Hobby Lobby. I got three or four beautiful baskets that I could have out. So the mm-hmm. books weren't off in some bookshelf and I have them out. I have one by my little rocking chair. I have another by another comfy couch they tend to sit in. And I went to a secondhand bookstore. I brought some from Amazon and all the little toddler books that I loved 
and they're just part of the decoration of the lounge room and now I read all day. Yeah, you created a reading environment, Serene. Mm -hmm. If we don't create environments for things, no matter how strong our motivation, they're not going to happen. You're a natural environment creator, Serene. I'd have to say that about you. Now that we're talking about it, I've never known it. Like I couldn't put into words why you were successful at things. You are a natural environment creator. I could list a thousand ways that you do it. But it's just something naturally talented. Other of us have to learn it. But you know what's so interesting about it? The the. I said I, I read to them all day, but guess what? It's in snatches. Mm. It's in the little tiny okay. degrees. Yeah. But that's the point, right? We don't ever have time to sit and have a solid, like, great, I would love to read the Bible for three hours. Well, my verses are just in snatches throughout the day. Oh, I want to exercise for an hour. Sometimes it's in five-minute snatches. Like uh, pat- catches of snatches. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I have my rebounder out. Yeah. Um, I have to walk over it to get certain places. So why not jump on it for two or three minutes? Yes. You know, why not when you're watching a show, if you do have ads, well, many of us just watch Netflix now. I mean, you're on the rebounder just for the ads it's so fun yeah hey i think you mentioned my little habit of taking just 15 minutes per kid i have four kids there are a lot of unintended really positive consequences of that too by the way yeah Uh, it doesn't matter how many kids you have your mom or dad if you or you could even sometimes i'll even just do 10 minutes um so it's a 40 minutes after work for my four kids but um there's some questions that i ask every time and they don't feel redundant. They're actually really great. And sometimes with the really young ones, these questions come to nothing. But the more I ask, the more they become prepared for the next time. Well, that's great. And I want to share the questions. Please. And then also one of the positive consequences I never accounted for uh, that has happened because of them. So I'll say, um, you know, small talk. How's everything been today? And then I'll say, is there um, anything that uh, we need to talk about is one. And the older they get, the more that becomes like a heck yes. Like, uh, this is what I'm trying to get to you about. Um, Can I borrow the car? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can I leave quickly? (laughs) Now, uh, another is, um, is there anything um, that is uh, upsetting you that you need to share with me? Okay, That I can help you with. and and just you know your versions of these you can you can come with because I, I was finding that when I wasn't asking them these questions uh, it was coming out in negative behavior I get it of them trying to get to me to share because they're actually just upset about something and so they you're want actually their, preemptive yeah if there's anything going on you just bring your fatherly wisdom before it manifests and, into these things yeah and in this world where sometimes daddy's not always around and. Older kids or adults are not always uh, faithful with young kids. Mm. Um, I'm very clear and intentional and create open communication around that topic. Do you always have to do it with your four kids every night or is it one kid every night and is it a certain time? um, No, it's not every night, but typically I try. If I do one, I'm going to go through all four. And a couple unintended positive consequences. One is without me having to go up to them. If if an older kid somewhere they're playing with in the neighborhood or something something happens that they are upset about, they'll come report it to me rather than like most kids don't feel like they have a voice yeah. or know mm-hmm. how to say the thing. Right. But they're so practiced. They're trained in practice that if they're yeah. upset or if something has hurt them in any way, there it's actually safe and okay to share. They won't get in trouble. So awesome because you've created an mm-hmm. environment of open communication just yeah. through Doing these habits yeah, yeah. of questions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's this really cool 
openness that happens, the uh, the fighting and spatting with their siblings have greatly lessened. I love that, um, Dan. Their negative behavior, which is really all to get my attention. Yeah. Because my wife was sharing how uh, there'll be little angels and then I'll walk through the door and yeah. they turn into psychopaths and want to hit each other and all. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just trying to get to dad and mm-hmm. they're all in competition. Show to get dad, to dad who's who's the, Show who's who's the, the strongest. strongest. <laughs> right. So with the boys, I pull them aside and and get to affirm their strength. I you love, know, love, you get to love take it. for the girls. I'm always affirming their beauty, mm-hmm. and yeah. I say it consciously. Yeah. I say, well, you need to know that inside and out, you're the most beautiful thing. I can't believe. Sometimes yeah. I'll even go head to toe. I'm like these shoulders, uh-huh. these hands. Oh, These beautiful legs of yours. They're gonna Who have such this? good wor- yeah. worth, self worth. And then the boys. I, I'm not as daddy like yeah. cutesy with the boys. Yeah. I'm just like I'm like, dude. Is your chest? When when did this happen? Did you did that just pop up overnight? Like, yeah. are you doing push ups? So you yeah. know, and just little conscious yeah. on purpose, like connecting with your kids in a. Because you're making them feel successful, loved, have self-worth, yeah. and that stops so many yeah. negative cycles. Yes. And it's, it stops, you know. Yeah, because I don't want my daughters going to ask these questions from other young no. men. Am I beautiful? Yeah. Do I have worth? Yes. What's it like to be held by a boy? Yeah. They don't need. They don't have that question. I uh, hold them all every chance oh, I get. Dan, it's Dan. so good. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. Shout out to Nancy Campbell. Can I do a little quick shout out real quickly? Our mummy. Our mummy. Um, You know, she is a great one for systems to the point where we're like, wow, yeah, that's a lot of system. Um, (laughs) But, you know, um, she believes in in praying for all of the generations and praying for all of her children, her grandchildren, praying for the future generations. And there's a lot of family to pray for, right? And I have that heart to pray for them all, but I'm not a writer-downer or a system person as much in this area. And I forget. I just forget, even though I have the heart to. But she has these little boxes of... um, a prayer, prayer box, as she calls them, one's for the grandchildren, one's for, you know, things she has to pray for in different areas. And she'll just, um, it sounds like Well, they do a gambling, new box right? every yeah. night. Right. It sounds like spiritual gambling. It's not. She's just like, I'm going to forget. So this is the way. So she'll pull out a card and she'll just pray for that person. But when I've stayed with them before, when my husband's gone overseas and I've been very pregnant and I've wanted to not be alone, I'll stay with my mum and dad. I'll notice that all this heart and intention I've had to pray for, my nieces and nephews and things, I end up doing more when I'm at mum's because there's a system in place. Yes. And I just want to shout out to our little Friday night family meal, our little yeah. Shabbat. Um, we don't go through all of the things that they do, but there is a, a beautiful um, thing they do in that culture where they bless the children. Now, we have a lot of children sitting around the table and that would take a lot of time. So we have this little um, little vase and it has all the names of the children. Mm. And we pull out a name every time, but they're so excited when they get to sit down the chair. What if it's the name that they pulled out last week that no, has to then go back just, in? Yeah, it yeah. goes back in. But um, they get so excited. Is daddy going to get to talk about me tonight? Mm. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. There's all different ways to do whether you have large families or small families, but systems in place are the reminders. So true. Now, sometimes we need to change our systems because we unknowingly, all of us have systems already going, but some of them, they're not working for us, right? So in this book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about creating new new environments for new habits. So take this analogy. Maybe for you, Starbucks is the place where you always got that sugary drink, right? So when you walk in there, your brain is already wired 
for that caramel latte. For sure. I mean, it, you, everything. Trigger. It's a trigger you have to have. And if you don't, you feel deprived. Mm-hmm. So he says, no, don't even try to do the right thing at Starbucks. Maybe for you. And other of us can. He says, create a new environment, go to a brand new coffee shop you've never been to before and start new habits oh, in there. So, so that, as soon as you walk in the door, the yeah. first time you do it, you make a good choice. Hot herbal so, tea comes yes, to mind. Yeah. Or, or, or a coffee just with cream and you bring your own stevia, but it's a new place. And guess and what? When you go back to that Starbucks, yeah. six months down the track, you're a new person and that's, you're just going to rock into Starbucks and bring that Absolutely, new habit. but sometime, exactly serene. But, um, but sometimes you've got to break it and start yeah. something new you because the Bible says, I love the scriptures, you know, God's mercies are new every morning, blank slate every morning. We can create these new environments yes. for ourselves. We are new creatures in Christ, Ephesians tells us. New that. creatures. We can do these things. We don't have to be stuck and craving that same Starbucks caramel latte. And science backs it up that our brains are totally plastic. They are malleable. They are not concrete. They're not. You can teach an old dog new tricks, Ooh, I have even theory. if they're 100 years old. Yeah. I have a theory on that. It's because our spirits are eternal mm, and yeah. ever-growing, glory to glory. Like so true. They're housed in this brain you know i think that's that it's interesting the nature of the body to change and replenish and restore seems to echo its its higher body the spiritual body the the home versus the tent you know it's almost like a little mini version of it has the same properties yeah and you know i'm actually reading this other book right now called i don't know what it's called it's called about aging oh I need to go find that out, but it's about aging. It's a that new book brain. about um, fantastic aging or something. And this it, this guy's an, a, an, a neuro... Scientist? Uh, yeah, he deals with the brain. He's a doctor. <laughs> anyway, he was talking about how they used to think... <laughs> a neuro dealer. Yeah. Wow, Good that, job. I don't know the name of the well, book, and it's all the about most, the brain. Welcome to the most professional health podcast of all time. Yeah. Uh, these studies have shown it's from a guy who deals in the brain. He's a doctor. <laughs> he's neurons, a doc- brain, dendrites, and it's consciousness. All about your brain, and I don't know the name of the book. Goodbye, folks. See you next Wednesday. <laughs> I just started it, um, but he talks about how she people. She knows what he talks about. That's what counts. Yeah, I, I know content. I don't know name. He talks about how people used to think. First of all, they found out that the brain was plastic. It was huge because everyone thought you you're born with what you're born with. No raising your IQ, poor you. Okay, they Which found is, that plastic to be ridiculous. means malleable, not yeah. real plastic. You can actually raise your IQ. Actually, the whole IQ test is ridiculous. I've now come to find out. IQ test? Yeah, I've always believed they're yeah. ridiculous. So now they've found out. You know, you can raise your intelligence in so many different areas. They used to say personalities were stepped and sewn. For the last 40 years, psychologists have been treating people, right, trying to help them in their personality because they are like this, okay? So if you're – and then we've always typed one another, you know, the test INTG or number eight or this, and you're that. He says no – and you, and you really back yourself up. Well, oh, yeah. sorry, I, I got sensitive and I got in a big mood. I'm just that INTJ yeah. or that <laughs> you know blah, blah. Me. You know yeah, me. you know me. I'm not a people person. I always said that. Yeah. So um, now he's saying, oh, it's all proved to be wrong. Yeah. All of it. He said, and he talked about people as they age. He said, you can be someone in your 20s, 30s, 40s, be someone completely different and better in your 60s, 70s and 80s. He said, do you know that you, you're, you're – um, recognition for patterns and problem solving, it p- 
peaks in your 60s. Huh. He said, wow, he said you can be a fearful person in your 40s and the most courageous person in Epic. your 60s. Hey, shout out to our father, who is such an amazing yeah. speaker. Um, when he gets up, he has such authority when he speaks. How, how old is he? Um, he speaks to hundreds of people. Yeah, he's um, almost 80. 80, he'll be but 80 When he was a month. young man in his prime, he was so timid, he could not speak. It was not his personality. And he spoke on hospitality one time. And he said, Pispitality. Every time he meant to say hospitality because he was so nervous. And, and Why are you laughing at that? He sat Pispitality. He, he sat down <laughs> at the back of the church after he was finished. And this guy, it was kind of dark. And this guy came up and said, I wish that guy who spoke tonight knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he didn't know it was dad. But dad has gone on to being one of the most incredible public speakers. But it wasn't his personality or his gifting. It was just something he felt called to. You know, Moses was not... Uh, that was the whole story of Moses. Yeah. He didn't know how to string two words together. And God says, no, I've called you. Sorry. It's, I don't care what you think you are. Oh, I've called you into this. And excuse me, world, I guess nobody knows this though. I was a horrifyingly anxious teenager yeah, with no self-confidence and was not the public speaker and the no. guy who could say stuff. In Dan, Dan, where you were last and, week, you were with the, like the... the um, the highest politicians and lawyers in the world hobnobbing with them and helping them with their brands. The Dan, nod for hob. With Dan, the special you, cool sunglasses. Dan, the, 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 the drug-selling, gun-toting, shaved-head 15-year-old in the hood. That's right. Shout out to my dad. Our dad, is, you got the same dad, Pearl. Again, you know, he um, his house is like a train station. Uh, they, they're in their 80s and they have interns, young teenage interns constantly living with them. 15 billion grandchildren running through their home <laughs> messing it up. He His natural personality is to want to have a quiet nap every day to listen to the news in utter quietness have a tea and have devotions by himself in <laughs> utter relaxation he is not by nature a people person but he saw in the bible that um hospitality is you know not yeah. hospitality, but hospitality is a way of you know of a christian and it's he's totally switched his personality around he loves people now he loves to have them but it was like he changed Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. Pearl, to your thing about, you know, the pers- the idea of the personality being locked in place, mm. what people are coming to understand is that we are who we believe ourselves to be. Mm, We're capable of what we believe ourselves Mm -hmm. to be capable of. And who was it that said, did I not tell you that if you believed, all things would be possible for you? That was the Christ, the Son of the living God, Daniel. Oh, was it? Well, interesting, like thousands of years ago that was written. I know. And yet, in 2020, like people are just squeaking through the idea that things are accomplished not because of amazing personalities or being born with certain gifts or into certain families with certain amounts of money, but because of belief. Belief. Yeah. It it is so true. Getting back to this creating your new environment because you are a person that can be a new creature and you can create an environment that gives you success by those little degrees of habits. Okay. We've talked about your coffee shop, but what are other examples are pulling us up. Are we going to that same grocery store where you always bought um, those little Debbies? Debbies. (laughs) Why did Serena and I go there? Beer and bread. You know, because you walked in there and that was your routine. Those were your habits. You had systems in place. You started at this one end of the grocery store and you went to the other and it was your system. 
Okay, but there's five other different grocery stores in your area. And you need to choose one and start again. And maybe you have to start again in your bedroom. Shout out for Foxy Mother. Maybe you have to rearrange your furniture mm. and make it look differently. So instead of the old you that crawled into your room with your Kegel bun, you know, the one that's just totally like unsexy. <laughs> What's a Kegel? And you okay, put for you- new people in the room. <laughs> what is a okay, Kegel bun? Okay, Kegel bun is the name Serene and I use for the bun on top of your head that's very tight and non-sexy. Yeah, the one that you <laughs> wear all day to homeschool your children. You know what I mean? It just looks like you're doing a Kegel face. I no, it it's just like s- it's just so... so such a tight coil of like, of like, I'm not letting my hair down. But it's the one Leslie's I use all got day. One. Serene's got one. No, 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 it's just the one I use all day so I can mother my children and get Matt's test, you I know, answered. You said Kegel bun and then rolled through like everybody knew. I thought it was a waist down protective gear. <laughs> But listen, if you have oh, that, that system in place where you roll in and that and and you go to your bedroom to do your I'm exhausted, you know, leave me alone. I just want to um, sit in my crunchy side of the bed with my bowl of ice cream and uh, t- don't touch me. I'm in my granny suit, my, my granny untouchable pajamas, big long flannel pajamas with, with my ice cream. It's my time. You know, maybe you just have to rearrange, put the aromatherapy diffuser on. It's your little cue. Oh, I've put the aromatherapy diffuser on. That means this is no longer a bedroom. It's a boudoir. It's a boudoir. Oh, you know, yeah. I, before I go to bed every night, I just put the little parfum on, right? And it's my cue. It's a cue. I am not a single woman. I am it's married. Just my cue. Hey, hey, and help me out. Married with, people get it on. Help me out with this because I'm about to uh, psychologically manipulate my wife in this area. <laughs> what color should I repaint my bedroom walls? Whatever she finds good, not what you find but, good. Well, I mean, would you say like a mauveish, pinkish? I mean, what? no. What you're not to ask her. What what color really gets you in the mood? So maybe I bring her some samples. Yes, you do. She picks. Okay. Danny then, doesn't pick paint, his color. I think the sexiest thing I could do is roll that paint on that wall, <laughs> whatever yeah, color it is. It, right? could, it be. could be. Or get her painting it with you. Well, because she was telling me like, our bedroom is just like, it's like, just, like sometimes she'll sleep on the couch, mm. not because of any issue, yeah. but she wants to get out of the, like in the living room, the ceilings are higher. Yeah. Bedroom, she wants it to be ceilings. beautiful and yeah, we like have a no motel. Headboard. We oh, have, dude! You need a headboard. It's the most. It's the most like basic survival. You need like out. a song, a song scripture on that headboard. That's you should see Serene's about. boudoir. I'm telling you. So it's I'll a let boudoir. her pick the paint color, but then I'll give the makeover. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna that's bring in good. some LEDs. It's gonna yeah. be magic. Um, what was gonna say? What are we up to? Thirty three minutes, but there's a couple more. Okay, what about we've said coffee shop, but what about those restaurants where you always had to have the white rolls? Right. Yeah. Okay. For a while, you might need to choose a whole new restaurant and change your whole brain space, create a new environment. Mm. So that is going to be the place where you start a new system when you eat out. So in other words, I can't go to Olive Garden. Because Olive Garden... Because you associate it with... It's not complete you without can those long... End. You can, Danny, but let's make it easier for you to make good choices. Hey, can I just start, bring yeah. a whole spanner into the spoke and we're going to yeah. all work this thing through? Yeah. Some people, your systems you've had in place, your negative systems are in the house that you are stuck in and you cannot move. No, but you so, can create new environments right, exactly. in your house. Exactly, so right. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to move people. Yeah. You can create new environments. So we're talking about things that you can change. You can go to a different coffee house. You can. Yeah. If you can't because it's the only one in your town on your way to yeah, work, you create who a new cares? System. You're going to create a new system. You drive but, a different way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you. I don't know. You, different you music create on the a way. Cue. When you put the lipstick on in the drive-thru while you're waiting for a coffee, that's your cue that I'm going to choose something healthy. I'm a different woman. I'm yeah. a different good. woman. That's this good. lipstick represents the different me and I'm putting it on oh. now. And the woman who wears this is empowered with healthy choices. It's some bright red. 
You know? I know this crowd, and I know you got your muted no, tones. No, get your sexy errands on. Yeah. We're creating What's the this name one? of our new lipstick. Well, in our makeup made line, we got four lipsticks. One of them is called Sexy Errands because it's it's a, a neutral. It's a, a nude. Like, no, it's a lipstick. No, Sexy Earrings. Errands. Like, you, you know, know how you go errands do errands? Doing all the things you have to do. And so you don't errands? wear bright red lipstick. Usually most of us will wear a so nude, good, yeah. but but it's so sexy. And so when you're going and doing your errands, this you are just such, you are so rocking it. Well, you just know oh, that so you're, you're, you know, that uh, you're also going home to your boudoir in the evening. So those errands don't get you all um, yeah, like your I'm system just, up to just being a math um, test checker in the evening. Kudos and, to you chicks because my, my wife always needs reminded of how like we need to remind ourselves yeah. of these things yeah well, the only good. reason it's not kudos to us it's kudos to a sisterhood yeah that's right <laughs> if serene and i aren't aren't being this we encourage one another and we just want to bring it that's so good to everybody you know i mean i really don't have anything more to say because i'm only quarter can way I, through can this I just book say, can i just <laughs> say one sure thing I more. i've always wanted to to just keep my core i'm very very on it when i'm pregnant keeping my core like aligned and all of that stuff and i know you can relax on a couch and sit in your lazy boy but i know that the more you keep your spine aligned the more that your your muscle systems and your core will learn to maintain that strength in that way um and i've always wanted to keep that going i don't really have the motivation when i'm not now. pregnant right so um, I think I need to sit on my ball occasionally and I have my ball in the side room and I always tell myself I have a goal to sit on it today. I never sit ball. on it because it's often a different room. I have it in my lounge now and I sit on it all day because it's a cute pearl. Room. It's right there. So I love what Pearl's saying. Have it right there in your environment. It, it's not a goal that that helps you establish something. It's your system. It's your environment. So true. And we can all do it. Yay, I think we're done at the 36-minute mark. Bye. See oh, you. but bro, I want to say one no, more thing. No, don't do it. <laughs> you knew that would happen. Okay. Am I allowed to? Yes. Well, you know, Pearl and I, you know, and Dan. I oh, think, I thought that was just No, fun. she's allowing me. We're going to have, um, you know, we, we bring potties every week. And we might have a goal. <gasps> this is okay, a good we analogy. We need to um, come up with a, a goal schmoll, right? I have a book, my potty fodder book. Pearl has a potty fodder little part on her phone. Mm. And it's the environment. It's it's there. My potty fodder is right where I nurse my baby, my potty fodder exercise book. And it's like to just have the environment of writing down those snatches of thoughts. We've never come to a potty, oh, my goodness, we have nothing to say. It's almost, always like, no, we have a couple of oh, times. we have to push no. this off and push that off because yeah, it's very unusual it's the environment. You got to create something. Yeah, if I didn't have that little thing that said potty on my f- notes in my phone, I would never remember them. It's just a place yeah. to write things down. We're it's on the constant. plane, and you're like opening up your potty file, and yeah. I'm opening up my little exercise book. We create room for our habits to be established by creating room. We create an environment for them, and then they're a system, and that system works, and we get feedback, and then by tiny little degrees, we see the rewards. And then I'll be trimmed up in my